Live. What's up, cool cats and kittens? What's going on? Nothing's going on. The thing going on is the Tiger King. It's about the only thing going on. I mean, there's nothing else happening. Everything's done. And it's all because that fucking bitch Carol Baskin. If you haven't seen Tiger King, it's it's tigers meets meth meets cops meets uh, Dateline meets Honey Boo Boo. I don't know. Is it good? Yeah, it's good. I, I mean, it must be. I watched it and I couldn't stop. I think it's just what the country needed. Fuck you, Carol Baskin. That's about all that's going on. Thanks for tuning in. Um, there ain't much going on anymore. Um, we got the new phone books. That was pretty exciting. Guess we could crack that open here. Uh, new phone books here. We got... Here's a Poison Center Control. Here's Suicide Prevention. They got a Runaway Hotline. What's a runaway hotline? Hey, I ran away. So I'm calling the hotline. Just go home. I'd like to be the person who answers the phone for the runaway hotline. Hello, runaway hotline. Hi, uh, I ran away from home. Yeah, well, go go back. Go back home. All right? All right? Are we done here? Look, you calling the runaway hotline. Let me guess. You ran away? All right. There's only one thing that's going to solve this. And that's if you go back. Surprise, motherfucker. I don't know. Are these like trained professionals answering the phone? Or do they just sit there and tell everyone, well, just go back. Just go ahead and... Just go ahead and go back. If you ran away. Not the only thing I... The only advice I could give you. I mean, what, what kind of what kind of hotline is this? It's like, uh, hey, how much should I be charging for oral sex? Uh, and where's the nearest campsites? Um... Uh, who cares? Hey, is anybody else kind of missing uh, 9-11? Wasn't that bad. Doesn't seem that bad now, does it? 9-11. Eh, compared to this pandemic. I don't know. I'm sick of this pandemic already. I mean, put in the comments below what you think of the pandemic, but I'm not a fan. I don't know. Lately, I find myself uh, using a little less, little less shampoo in the shower. Everybody else doing that? You know, just, I'm just using a little less. Why? What am I conserving shampoo for? I mean, I don't even know why I'm doing it. We have plenty. There's always going to be plenty. I mean, I'm hardly using any. I, I'm not sure. Um, I also, I, I find myself grabbing the mail out of the mailbox with like barbecue tongs. Anybody else doing that? Um, I don't know. I've been doing, doing different things. I find myself, um. Like, after work, I'll come home, and I'll burn all my clothes in a 55-gallon drum in the backyard. Everyone else doing that? That's what we're doing now, right? Right? Or what? Um, and I've been going, we've been going through a lot of drive throughs as if that stuff's not covered with SARS and Corona, you know? Everything's contaminated now, right? But the Chick-fil-A drive through is, man, that's a nice drive through Those people that they have answering the drive through at Chick-fil-A, if you haven't been... It's time to go. These are the most pleasant people on the planet, okay? The respect and the professionalism and the politeness that these guys exude. Unsurpassed. I've never had a bad experience through the drive-thru at Chick-fil-A. Before the pandemic or after. The intercom, first of all, the sound quality. I don't know if they got Bose speakers going or what, but you can clearly hear them. They can clearly hear you. There's no miscommunication. 
They sound happy to be working there. They sound sincere. I would let these people uh, babysit my kids in a heartbeat. And, uh, you know, the McDonald's drive-thru is, is okay. They're okay. They're trying. Um, but they have this new thing they're doing at McDonald's drive-thru now. And I'm not kidding. Um, their their new policy is uh, when they're done, they say, have a Mick wonderful day. Are you kidding me? Have a Mick wonderful day? Uh, during a pandemic? Okay, I'll have a Mick wonderful day if I can find a Mick ventilator when I get Mick COVID off your, you know, COVID infested Mick hands. And that portion of the show is brought to you by Fish Tacos. Hey, did you know that Fish Tacos were voted the 2020 favorite meal of all lesbian couples? 100% of lesbian couples prefer Fish Tacos to eating anything else. That is their favorite meal by far. Fish Tacos for the lesbian couples is they'd rather eat that than anything. With the exception, of course, of pussy. All right, moving on with the show. Let's see here. I was watching some TV and I saw this Dawn dishwashing soap. Man, these guys are gangster, man. The, the marketing team at Dawn dishwashing soap is, uh, they're cutthroat, man. <clears throat> so it's like, okay, we need to sell some soap, guys. How are we going to do it? Well, we could get a bunch of dirty dishes and then show how clean Dawn gets the dishes. We think. No, that idea sucks. I got a different idea. How about this? We get a bunch of baby ducklings. Baby ducklings? What would we do with a bunch of baby ducks? Well, let's see. We'll take the baby ducklings and we'll soak them in crude oil, okay? And then we'll put them on a countertop. Say, look at these ducks. Look how they're uh, soaked in crude oil. They're almost dead. Okay, I'm with you. Then we'll clean them up with Dawn. What do you think of that? That'll show how good Dawn works. Uh, yeah, but isn't that animal abuse? Uh, yeah, eh, maybe for if you're a pussy. We're going to clean these ducks up after we soak them in crude oil. That'll move some product. Meeting adjourned. It's a great idea. Now get out there and find me some baby ducks in a bucket of hot crude oil. I don't know. I never understood that commercial. Like, okay, the, they did get the ducks clean. I'll give them that. Dawn does work good on baby ducks that are full of crude oil. But in order to film that commercial, aren't they going to have to go to the pet store or get a bunch of baby ducks and soak them? And all? Like, it seems, seems maybe PETA would have a problem with that. I don't know how they get away with this. But, uh, hey, it works. And that was brought to you by Figure It Out Bitch Jigsaw Puzzles. The jigsaw puzzles that come with no reference picture to go off. Hey, how am I supposed to figure out how to do this puzzle? When I don't know what it's supposed to look like. Figure it out, bitch. All right. It's a brand new sponsor. And, um, you know, in these trying times, I'm taking any sponsor I can get because a lot of the sponsors are pulling their ads. I don't know if you noticed that, but uh, I lost rock hard. So, you know, it's been rough all over. You know, you know who I'm starting to feel a little sorry for? People that were having uh, extramarital affairs. That's got to be tough. You know, good luck coming up with some excuse to go meet your slam piece now. How are you going to get out of the house? You know, and with the social distancing, I've heard that, and I don't know if it's true, but uh, some men 
have had to resort to putting their dicks through the mail slot because uh, they want to adhere to the social distancing, but they want to meet up with their slam piece. Um, so they'll just put their junk right through the mail slot, and uh, I guess that'll work, but it's definitely probably not as good. You know, we all have to make changes now. Everything's going to be a little different for a while, and it doesn't mean they love them less. You know, doesn't mean that. It's just we're going to have to make some changes for a little while, hopefully. You know, look at look at ESPN. Anybody been watching ESPN? I tuned in today, and they were running footage of some guy playing solitaire. Uh, they have nothing to run. I don't know what they're going to do. But, um, all right, I'm starting to spin my wheels here. Um, I'm going to do, I, I got a guest. We got a guest today. We got uh, Dan McCullough. He's a debut comedian. Um, you know, they're not doing anything right now, right? Um, Dan McCullough, I'll see if I can get him on the line. Yellow. Hey, this is Dan McCullough, everybody. Hang what's on. up? All right, what's going on? Hang on. Uh, we got, what's up? Hey, we got a debut comedian on, uh, on the show, finally. Finally, Dan <laughs> agreed to come on the show. <laughs> Am I am I your first debut, or, uh, debut comedian? Uh that's none of your business, and I'll thank you to stay <laughs> out of my affairs. How you doing, Dan? Oh, pretty good. Just uh, I'm a little out of breath. I, I'm sniffing a lot because I just rode my bike home from work. As I promise, it's not uh, the virus. Uh, yeah, right. It's a cocaine addiction, and you know it. <laughs> I'm I'm too fat for uh, for a cocaine addiction. I'd, you... be, I'd be a lot skinnier. Hey, did you hear about this pandemic? Which one? Like which? Uh... <laughs> Which one are you talking about? <laughs> there, there's a couple going on, I know, but there's one yeah. going on that's affecting comedians. Oh God, yeah, uh, that's terrible. So, what are you guys doing? Are you doing open mics at your place, or what is, what's going on? Uh, no, nothing. We're uh, like me and Todd. I'm sorry. I'm I'm actually walking around right now, noticing that my cat just fucking threw up all over my room. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh God! All right. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. But no, we've been um, we've been meeting up a little, like every once in a while. Like we went, a couple of us went disc golfing the other day. And we're not, we're like not really doing anything. Like as far as I know, no one's really even like working on jokes. So what do you think? Uh, how many do you think a lot of comedians right now are writing ty- Tiger King jokes, or what are we? Ta- uh, wait, sorry, what was it? A lot of comedians are what writing the uh, Tiger King? You've seen the Tiger King, right? Oh, I, I still. <laughs> I fell asleep watching the first episode of it, so I don't. I like. I don't have anything about it, but my imagination is yeah. There's uh, there's gonna be a lot of uh, Corona, Tiger King jokes. There's just gonna be, there's gonna be way too many of them. So you're think, laying off. I'm not. I'm not gonna go for that when I uh, when I go back to the stage. I think that's probably smart. When do you yeah. think that'll be? What year? I'm saying year wise. <sighs> Decade wise, oh, God, I hope twenty twenty three is what I'm hearing. I think uh, working out a deal with Netflix for twenty twenty three. So, so yeah. I'm I'm on your Wikipedia page right now, and it says here yeah. that your favorite sex act is a titty fuck. What? Yeah, uh, when <laughs> you know when I push my boobs together, and then uh, <laughs> you know you know how it works. I do, I do. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, why why do you get laid so much? Is it because you got a special cologne, or what are you doing? Uh, let me think here. Well, 
it's definitely not because of the comedy. That's uh, that's that's not helping me at all. Um, you know, you no, know, it's just uh, I think just my natural sex appeal being uh, <laughs> being you know two hundred and thirty pounds and five foot like seven. You're not two hundred and thirty pounds. <laughs> no, I don't think so right now. But um, I, I mean, I've been two fifty before. That's with an erection. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a grower, not a shower. <laughs> who's uh who's your favorite comedian right now professional oh oh that guy that is um that's a good question i have a huge love for tony hinchcliffe and uh tim dylan tim uh, they're yeah i don't know if you if, if you don't know tony hinchcliffe he's uh he does kill T- the kill tony podcast okay so basically he gets have you heard of that have you seen that one at all um, it sounds familiar. You know, I don't like to talk about other podcasts when I'm podcasting. Uh, oh, just, for sure. Yeah, no, just kind no, of a rule you. I have. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out. Um, yeah, no, 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 you're good. You're I'm good. good. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, um, Tony Hinchcliffe, yeah, he's a really funny roast comedian. He's, uh, yeah, I'd say Tony Hinchcliffe is probably my favorite. He's got a, he's got a lot of, he did a, the roast of Snoop Dogg in like 2017 and he just murdered it. Really? I'll look that talking, up. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good video to you watch. You a big fan of the roast? I like the roast. Oh yeah. Oh, I wish I was, you know, good at that. Good at making fun of other people. I'm just good at making fun of myself, really. So. Yeah, you are pretty good at making fun of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you got a lot of material there. Yeah. Oh, to like you know, <laughs> write what you know, right? So. Oh man. So are you missing getting on stage? Oh, dude, so much. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's been difficult. Like I've been, I, I use, I do this anyway. Like even when we were allowed to go on stage, but like telling my jokes like out loud, just like in my living room or in front of the mirror or whatever. So I've been doing that a lot, and it's just making me miss like actually having people laugh. What know? else do you do in front of a mirror for the listeners? Uh, pluck my eyebrows. Um, <laughs> I got big bushy eyebrows. Uh, do my lashes? So I got. Supple lashes. I got really nice looking eyes. If you haven't noticed that before. <laughs> so I gotta maintain that. Let me ask you this. Who do you think would win in a fight? A fist fight between you and Kevin Corbstein? Oh, dude. Kevin's a pussy. I would... I, I think... Well, okay. Here's the thing is... I think I'd get a few good shots on him. Because he'd, he'd be like, no, I'm not... You know, he's you know, a pacifist or something like that, I guess. But I don't know if he actually is. But I wow. feel like I'd get a few good shots on him. Oh, and definitely. Then, sorry, go ahead. Well, I'm talking like eight ounce gloves, three rounds. Oh, um, I but, think Kevin's got the reach on me. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but so, I, I think you have the head movement. Yeah, if we're going like UFC, I'm gonna I'll tackle him for sure. I don't think he can handle that. But like, yeah, if it's just boxing, then so you kind of rope a dope him and tire him out. Is that the plan? Yeah, yeah. We just basically. Like any other MMA match, just get pretty gay with it. Just start hugging them a bunch and tire them out. You know, squeeze them. Like that. Well, because that's what I see every time I watch an MMA fight. Yeah. You know, they say an apple a day keeps a doctor away. Didn't you have some kind of nonsense about that? Yeah. Uh, you want me to just do the joke? Why, why not? All right. I missed this. Uh, this is great. I appreciate it. Um, all right. So people will tell you an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Right. But... I tried that for seven days, and then I had to go have a doctor pull seven apples out of my ass. Uh, you guys ever play that one, Apples to Assholes? 
See, I'm, <laughs> I'm keeping you on your toes. I'm keeping you on your toes. Yeah. I like that joke. I appreciate it. Uh, what else are you watching? What do you watch? Um, What's hmm. good? You ever see the Mike Tyson Mysteries? Oh, yeah. Absolutely love Mike Tyson Mysteries. Yeah, that's a great show. Is that funny or what? What the hell's going oh, on there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Is it, uh, uh, is it, that's Norm who does the, uh, does the pigeon, right? I, th- I think it's Norm. Yeah, it's really funny. Oh, God, yeah. And the fact that Mike Tyson just goes with it, like he's the voice of himself. And <laughs> now, what do you think? Do you think they write that show, or do you think Norm writes his parts, or do you think someone's writing Norm's parts? Because it feels like it's Norm writing his own jokes. I could I could definitely see that. I don't know. I haven't actually looked at the credits or anything, but I should look that up. Because, yeah, I'm sure they let him improvise. They're, I mean, why wouldn't you, you know? Would you ever do a, a Mike Tyson impression on stage, or is that hacky? No, well, I don't think it's hacky. I uh, I don't think it's hacky, but one of my other favorite comedians, Tom Segura, does uh, does a a whole bit about how he got to meet Mike Tyson and like went to his show and stuff. And he does a pretty good Mike Tyson. So it's like I would, you know, I wouldn't want to seem like I'm trying to steal his bit or anything like that. But well, uh, I'm sure a lot of people have done the Mike Tyson impersonation. Maybe. Oh yeah, it's it's really easy. You just gotta <laughs> you just gotta you know act like you Michael Strahan. <laughs> You got a big gap in your teeth. So you've been writing a lot of jokes, or are you just laying low? Well, Dude, um, not a lot. No, uh, I, I wrote, I wrote out maybe about six minutes about. Uh, so it's probably going to be like the first thing that I do on stage again, is because everyone's going to do that. Everyone's going to talk about coronavirus and the quarantines and stuff. I'm pretty like I have like six minutes about the stu- the absolute stupidest thing I heard during all this so far, and. Not to like ruin the punchline or anything. It's not really a punchline. Go ahead and do it. This lady, this lady came into Stonecliff. Like I have a lot more about it, but she basically she came in to get some bottles of wine to carry out. And there's a lot more to it than just this. But the, <laughs> uh, I was helping her, and this lady goes, or I'm sorry, I I, I had to go like. I basically just kind of had to go like, um, just so you know, like we're, you know, we're closed in the lobby. You can't come in here because she tried to like barge herself in, right? right? To like get bottles of wine. And so I was just like, like, aren't you aware of that? Like we're in a quarantine and stuff. Like we'll, we'll give the bottles to you and stuff. And then she basically just goes, oh no, um, I already was in quarantine for two weeks, so I'm done with it. <laughs> like this lady actually thinks that because she just stayed in her house for two weeks, she's just immune. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. So kind of practicing that one, but... When do you think this yeah. is going to open up? Oh... So you're a scientist, right? Yeah. Yeah, you should definitely, cons- <laughs> like, take my opinion and just consider it fact, for sure. Uh, you should... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say June. Hopefully June. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good benchmark. Yeah. yeah, that's my prediction. Yeah. So you do, um, op- well, you attend open mics on, let's see, Monday night is Monks. Well, it used to be Monks. Hopefully they'll get that back in swing, huh? Yeah, yeah, hopefully. And the big night was Thursday night? Yep. At the Comedy Bar, which, that was pretty fun that, at that place. That's a pretty, that's a beautiful spot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it is it is a club, you know. It's, it's got that feel to it, like you're you're actually important. Yeah, there. <laughs> there's a, I mean, there's actually people there who aren't you know gonna get up on stage which is yeah exactly something yep. different i'm sure you're writing uh quite a bit right 
Yeah, I, you know, it's trying to stay away from the coronavirus stuff, but write new material when all you can think about What's is... funny about the coronavirus? I don't think there's going to be that many corona jokes. Maybe. Well, the ones that, you know, the, I, I need to hear the big comedians do theirs, because you know every, like, every big comedian's going to mention it somehow. Yeah, they have to, don't they? Oh, yeah, I think so. Like, well, I mean, can... can this is like the biggest thing in my mind that's happened that the whole world is talking about since nine eleven. I was just you saying know? I kind of miss nine eleven now. <laughs> Don't you a little bit? <laughs> yeah, I think I do actually. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Are you watching ESPN? What do they have on there now? I was talking about that before too. Are they just what are they doing? Replaying stuff or what? Yeah, um, I, I think I saw the other day they were playing like some old. Uh, curling match or something like that oh, i don't know good it's, god i don't yeah they're doing like everything they can i think i saw actually no i saw a snapchat of someone watching it and it was like uh some guy skipping rocks <laughs> they just had on espn <laughs> some some old guy skipping rocks i saw they had some some people playing checkers and i was like i don't know <laughs> if i can tune into this wow yeah yeah <laughs> let me ask you this do you think johnny cash Behind the scenes was a little bitch. Like he's thought of as this tough guy because he wore black, but he was probably a whiny little bitch, don't you think, or not? He's like a big diva. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like um, singing about going to Folsom Prison and, and killing a man. Yeah, he's just he's talking big and stuff, but he's just yeah. I bet he, I bet he's never even shot a guy in Reno. <laughs> Now, you working at Stonecliff, you have to hear all these cover people uh, such as myself. That's got to be pure torture. I mean, they all play the same stuff, right? Uh, pretty much. There's like there's a couple people who switch it up. Like you're you're one that um, you'll play stuff that other people don't. Like really? the one the one that comes to mind that you play is uh, Gorillas. Like I've never heard anyone else play. Oh uh, yeah, I do that once in a while just to mix it I up. Do. But I enjoy that. I sing along to it. Or rap along to it, I guess. But uh, the clientele there seem to like the uh, you know standards. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, a one-note bunch for sure. They're uh, that's got to get on your nerves a little bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah so is there a particular great. song that you go, "Oh my god, I got to stuff cotton balls in my ears for this"? Um, Sweet Caroline, I think, just because of how many white people <laughs> enjoy it. White people love that song. Oh God, yeah. Uh, if you if you want to if you want to be a successful well you know I'm not telling you I'm telling you know the audience whoever's listening right. if you want to be a successful I'm not even a cover artist but if you want to be a successful cover artist in Dubuque Iowa you learn Sweet Caroline and you learn learn uh, uh, wow I'm an idiot Trailers for Sailor Rent uh, oh yeah Trailers for Sailor Rent um, what is that I know what you're talking about yeah I don't know why I don't remember the actual name of it but you yeah King of the Road yeah, King of the Road thank you yeah. Yeah. That is a Dubuque staple. You're right. Especially down at Stonecliff where it's a bit of an older crowd, right, usually? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Too old. Do you think <laughs> Bill Clinton had any feelings for Monica or was it purely sexual? I, you know... Was it Yeah. Just... That's, I think it was just one of those, like, like, Bill's watching too much porn and got this idea in his head. <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> thinking that, you know, I'll just bang my secretary. Who cares? And then they didn't even get past the blowjob. So that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. I mean, did they get past it or is that just, 
well, I wasn't there. I was, I was six, I think, at the time. But still, um, <laughs> you know all about it. Yeah. Oh, I heard, yeah. I've done my research. I've looked up the videos or whatever. But. Is Milky Way the worst candy bar? Trying to think of a worse one off the top of my head. Uh, I actually, I prefer Milky Way over Three Musketeers. Oh, there you go. See, mm-hmm. see, that's why I called you. Yeah. Because you got you got the inside information. Oh yeah, I, look at me. I've look at how much candy I've eaten in my life. I <laughs> I'd like to think I'm an expert on it. You're miss, missing your sports, I can tell. Oh God, yeah, yep. Uh, hockey playoffs are just about to start now. Um, you, well, know. you have no comedy, no sports. What are you even doing? Are you suicidal? Dude, uh, <laughs> yeah, just like sleeping. Thankfully, it's still working because we're delivering wine down at Stonecliff. Um, how's that working? It's done pretty well. It, sorry, did you say how's that working out? Yeah, is it working out good or? Uh, I think we're averaging around 400 to 500 a day in sales. So it's like not terrible, I guess. Not awful. Well, that ain't bad. Yeah. I mean, considering. Oh, yeah. We're doing better than other places for sure, I bet. So. Yeah. Well, you want to you wanna do some more comedy? You got any, you want to do an act here? Or you're... Oh, <clears throat> um, let me think here. What, um, hold on one sec. I'm Ladies and gentlemen, I... welcome to the stage. Dan McDonough. <laughs> uh, um, all right, let's see. You might have heard, you probably heard these ones before, but I, I, I cannot wait to do this joke on stage. And obviously, you'll, the, you'll, when you hear it, you'll be like, oh, that's why he has to do it on stage, of course. It doesn't really translate that well, but I still want to do it. So uh, when I was a kid, I think my parents hated me. Because I turned 10 and they converted me to Judaism and then they sent me away to mine camp. (laughs) (laughs) I think I did hear that one before, but it's good. Uh, And then I go, I think it's pretty funny how people uh, blame being sick on the weather. Me, I like to blame the Jews because they control the weather. And then, uh, and then this is this is the part I was talking about. I was like, "This is where I I, I haven't done this part on stage, but I can't wait. I think it's fucking great, but <laughs> the audience probably won't." But uh, <laughs> I go, uh, so I don't mind making jokes about Jews because they can handle jokes. Probably because their people have had such a tough history, which is also why I thought more black people would be laughing tonight. But I guess to have a really good sense of humor, you have to go through slavery and Holocaust. Oh. <laughs> You're going to have people filing out the door. <laughs> you can get away with that, though. You, you, oh, yeah. You can Absolutely. get away with I, a lot. I think people, I think some people will like it. I don't know. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I like it, so I'm going to say it at some point. <laughs> All right, Dan. Uh, it was good talking to you. I'll let you go. Um, and, uh, you know, if you ever want to call in again and uh, do some jokes, uh, you're free to do that. It'd be fun. Right on, man. Yeah, right. uh, anytime. Uh, just let me know, you know, before you're going to record or what have you, and I'll think of some stuff. Good to talk to you, Dan. We'll talk to you later. Yeah. Thank you, Tony. Really appreciate it, man. Have a good one. Yeah, bye. So there you go. Dan McDonough. He's a pimp. Uh, so there you go. I got to work on my interview skills. Um, wasn't great. Uh, but, you know, I did an interview, and... 
Go check out Dan at the Comedy Club um, when they open back up uh, in the next decade or so. And uh, that's it.